Hi, this is Steve. And this is Lisa. Uh, and this is our podcast, I Married a History Teacher. It is. Do you want to give the rundown tonight, or you want me to do it this I'm time? I'm going to punt your way. I feel like I've, I did mine last time. Yeah, you know, we've already talked about um, our, our marriage a lot. Oh, I'm going to give what this podcast is for. It's for adults who forgot the crap they learned in history class in high school. That mm. sums it up, right? I think so, and then have patience for, you know, non-sequiturs most of the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. Exactly. Right? Um, we got a couple of administrative stuff to cover before we get into the story tonight. First of all, shout out to Hannah B, because this is a personal request from her oh. via Twitter. What? And we, wow. yeah, that's Hannah, right. you are like, you must be, I didn't know about any of this. You must be Steve's favorite person, though, because, I mean, not only are you making requests, but you're making them via Twitter, which is, means that you're one of, like, probably two followers on Twitter that, that also listen to this podcast of Steve's. So that's pretty, pretty there, epic. There's others. Jet, Rams, Timmers. Oh, okay. But still. But Hannah is the only one to actually fire off some wrecks on Twitter, which, by the way, is Lincoln Blog Cabin with no I in Cabin. <laughs> Uh, and I, you know, I we gotta reward the fan wow. base. Oh, Hannah, you made we gotta so happy. reward the yeah, fan base. Yeah, of course, of course. So that's what we're doing tonight. Yeah, I'm all about it. Um, the other administrative work we have to talk about is uh, we are now on SoundCloud, kind of. All right, okay. something kind of fun happened. All right, Meyer. All right, convinced me to get on SoundCloud. All right, we've been talking. All right, you know, jiving on sound about SoundCloud. So I go up there and I sign us up for SoundCloud. Well, Lisa, I'll be damned. Lost episode somehow was on SoundCloud already. Oh yes, I remember you telling me that part of it, but I didn't realize this was. I guess I didn't really piece that all together. Okay. Well, it was just the classic. You were actually working, so it was the middle of the work day, and I was <laughs> rambling on to you from across the room, and you were only half listening. It's a familiar scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. So, wow. So yeah. So what happened is, is uh, uh, we were messing around a lot with with podcasting apps really early on. Um, I didn't know what was going on or where what we were doing. I remember that. I remember you being like, this is confusing. Yeah. And everyone acts like it's not confusing, but when I try to get details, no one has them. It was really <laughs> annoying. Everything told me, you need an RSS feed. And everyone, everyone I asked does a podcast, they're like, oh, well, I don't know what an RSS feed is. Like, so what do you do? And they're like, oh, it happens automatically. And I was like, all right, this is very helpful. Thank you, everyone. Uh, but eventually, somewhere along those lines, messing around with the different apps, mm-hmm. we accidentally created and posted something to SoundCloud. So, yes. Oh, okay. I did not realize all of this. So okay. I went in and I signed in there and we already had an account. Whoops. Okay. I don't even remember making it. I just so remember that. You, like, recorded it. It, like, got lost and you were really upset. And and then we were like, well, I guess we won't use that app anymore. And yeah. no one's going to listen to this. Meanwhile, everyone's already been listening to it. By everyone, I mean, maybe, did we even get one? <laughs> no, we got it. We had about three listens. <laughs> what? But, like, of course we, all, that's really of course we only had three <laughs> listens. I'm shocked we had three. We had three. I mean, we, we had, didn't even know it was That's a lot of people. Yeah. Like, I mean, in, it's in terms like, of, like, you know, company. You know, if you're with three people, you're like, yeah, this is, like, a decent amount of people. Yeah, like, this is a fun time. <laughs> yeah. Now, wow. 
what that episode is. That episode was, I feel like it was like half good and then half kind of took a turn. It was really early on. Okay. This was before Napoleon episode, which is our before first one we Napoleon. put on. Napoleon, BN. Uh, yeah. That'll be our timeline. Yeah, yeah, BN. <laughs> sure. Um, you, do you remember what the content was? I think it was colonization. Kind of. It was um, specifically focused on... Oh, um, yeah, Leopold. the Belgian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah King Leopold. Leopold II. Now, yeah. what I've decided to do mm-hmm. is keep the King Leopold episode. Okay. As a SoundCloud exclusive. <laughs> they got exclusive rights to it, at least. That's really funny. Because so, it's so mediocre. Oh, uh, it's not, it's not, no, it's, it's not, not great. It's not a prize. But if you're out there just fiending for that good <laughs> Steve and Lee's content. I don't think just fiending, that's a thing. <laughs> then you go on to SoundCloud, you search I Married a History Teacher, and you can listen to a oh, bonus no. exclusive episode uh, on SoundCloud only. I, we even titled it Episode 1, King Leopold. <laughs> okay, I don't know how I feel about this. I really feel, I remember that not going very well. It's not terrible. It okay. really isn't. Okay. I mean, it's... We're definitely not really hitting our stride in it. But, you know, again, if you're a diehard fan or a diehard SoundClouder, check it out. All right? It'll be like the B-side of, like, old records and stuff that only the diehards know about. You have such fantasies of us. Anyways. Dude, I don't know. I love podcasts, man. I will listen to any content that my favorite podcast put out. Okay. I'm listening. All right. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just not as big of a podcaster as you, so I won't make assumptions. But anyways, yes, let's continue. We've dwelled on this for quite some time. Now, what's a perfect lead into Mm -hmm. Sequitur is (laughs) that episode on Leopold is an episode about imperialism in Africa. Yes. All right? So the episode that Hannah requested is something on the Boer War. Yes. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Now, we are getting to the point Mm -hmm. where we keep talking about the Europeans sailing around the world doing stuff Mm -hmm. that after this episode, you Mm -hmm. know, you gotta go with the fans, alright? But after this episode, we gotta gotta stray away a little bit from from colonization and imperialism and Europeans being jerks. Yeah, we'll, we'll make like a hard left. And yeah. then, like, it will be so it will be so severe that people will f- hardly remember that we were just those boring European history people. Crap! You know what? Well, I just realized the next episode we're doing the uh, history in the Game of Thrones, so there's probably there's still be tons gonna be a of overlap. Bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. But that's after fine. that, but hey, but no, still, it's fictional, so that's yeah. pretty good. I mean, well, half it's seas, history. Half yeah, seas. it's half seas. Which is like you know a half turn, <clears throat> which which be would be a hard left, you know, yeah. for doing it by geometry and stuff. Sure, sure. <laughs> I was gonna do a shout out to Alan, our friend that's a math PhD. I think you already because did because I said the word geometry. Yeah, yeah right. So shout out to that math. PhD. Yo, math, yo, PhDs. <laughs> okay. All right. All right let's uh, go. Let's talk about Europeans doing mean stuff. Okay. All right, so we're talking about the Boer Wars, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. For those of you who have never heard of the Boer Wars before, I'm talking about Boer as in B-O-E-R. Mm-hmm. It's a Dutch word. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not like a bunch of pigs fighting each other, nor is it a bunch of people with nothing to do fighting each other. That was a little, <laughs> little wordplay, at least. 
Yikes. A little wordplay to start us off. Uh, I think I think you went on that one because it's like so stupid. It's like funny. But, yeah, it, it, it was like that was reached the realm of bad enough. You were, risk, you were really on a limb there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. <clears throat> Dutch word boar. Yeah. What country, Lisa, were the boars living in? Oh, where where it started. Yeah, where, where do you associate? Yeah, so they were Dutch, but what, what do we associate with modern oh, oh, day oh, country? Oh, yeah, South Africa. South, South Africa. Africa, right? So it's basically tonight is not only going to be history of the Boer War, it's going to be like a little bit of like really vague background to the, the, the development of South Africa as well. Okay. Now, always got to give our background, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so Europeans first discovered South Africa. Guess what country first did it? It wasn't the Dutch. It was the British. It wasn't the British either. What? Yeah. It was the Portuguese. Wow, they really got lost in the shuffle there. Yeah, they, and they did. They didn't leave nearly as much behind. So interestingly enough, I don't want to say too much because we have to do an episode on a guy named Prince Henry the Navigator from Portugal. Prince Henry the Navigator. Yeah. A, I know it's cool, but like it sounds kind of nerdy, you know? Uh, yeah, like, cool, well. bro. Like, put your telescope away. Like, oh, you're just, sound party. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, where's this? Where's this meanness coming mean from? Stuff. I don't know. We got mean I really got. It was like all the rage being made fun of when you were in middle school just came out. It's like what well, you got away with being called a navigator, and I couldn't. I couldn't have a couple extra fish and talk about them in class. That wasn't cool. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Yes. Sorry, the navigator. It's a lot right. of the very early on stuff is done by the Portuguese. Yeah. And so a guy named Bartholomew Diaz, who was sent out by Prince Henry the Navigator, Portuguese <laughs> guy, he's sailing around the coast of Africa because they were pretty much too afraid to go out into the ocean for realties. So they always sailed <laughs> along coast. They're like, no, no, it's cool, it's cool. I saw a rock. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah, keep going. Fun fact, he's sailing down the coast of Africa. A lot of Europeans actually did not know if Africa ever ended. Wow. I mean, the world was crazy back then. Yeah, they didn't know shit. They like, <laughs> it's crazy. Will we fall off a ledge and die? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're misunderstanding me. They thought it might have went on forever. And to be fair, as we oh, talked about... Oh, so they didn't about, think you could ever just cut off. Like, yeah, just, like, yeah. But no, they also could have been... If they thought it could go on forever, like, there's also a possibility that it could, they could fall off of the water. Off, like, the True. Earth is black, it actually you know I mean? is a misconception. A lot of people... We're talking about 1450s. Knew the world was a globe. They did, right? Yeah, like, people saying that, like, they thought Columbus's crew thought they were going to sail off the edge of the Earth. That's all BS. Really? That yeah. is very misleading. Who's spreading it's, these lies? Well, it's fun to think about, and there were probably really uneducated people who still thought that. Well, you could still say that right now. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's always someone Flat out there. There yeah, always is. Yeah. yeah, there's too many of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's an excellent point. Some things never change, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, and again, as we've said, Africa's massive. So he's sailing down the coast of Africa for a really long time. But finally, a storm is going to push him over the southern tip of Africa. And they're going to be like, holy crap, we are not east-west anymore. Check the compass again. Like, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For right. So wow, they're going to okay. follow this tip, and they're going to use it as a jump-off point to get to the intended destination. With Guess what their intended destination was? Uh, diving with great whites. Yes, it was <laughs> diving with great white sharks. Look at you. Yeah, Mecca. All right, sorry. No, so they're, they're launching point. Ooh, they yeah. leave. Remember, yeah. something happens in the mid-1400s that changes everything in Europe. We talked about this last class. 
Oh, I said last class. You did. <laughs> that's kind of how you think of me. I feel like uh, yeah, we're doing these things. You definitely you're, right. <laughs> you're like teaching it up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so something that happened in the last thing, which was Victoria. What propelled? Remember we talked about propelling Europe into travel. Oh, the uh, the Silk Road um, got cut off. Yeah, because because of the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, the Ottomans take over yeah. um, Constantinople and they ban goods from the east from going into Europe. Okay, so now th- this is like in the height of like, man, the Silk Road's done like mad yeah. rush for other cool things. Sure. So they were trying to go to India. Because, That's what they were doing. Yeah, because India had colors and spices. Colors. Colors. Oh, oh, you mean like the dyes. indigo. Yes. Clothing, vibrance, yeah, yeah. fabrics, cool crap like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right? Okay. Um, so eventually what's going to happen, though, is that the Dutch are going to take over the trade in the Indian Ocean. All right? Okay. So the Portuguese weren't really good at maintaining the stuff they discovered. And a lot of that was like lack, you know. like they just get bored or? Eh, it's a number of things, to be honest with you. Oh. Let's not get into it. Okay. Tonight's about the Dutch, right? Okay. So the Dutch are going to take over the southern tip of South Africa. It's this tiny, tiny little thing they call the Cape of Good Hope. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, and they're going to sort of recognize it for the huge benefits, not only being so accessible to India, but they're like, holy crap, this farmland here. Is incredible. 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 Makes amazing wine. So then they make an amazing wine yeah. now. Yeah. So sorry. I mean, what what kind of like, how good of a shot to India is it? Are we talking? Uh, I mean, it's hard to describe. So, southern tip of Africa. If you're thinking yeah. about it right now. I mean, I'm trying to. Yeah. All right. You don't always. Look you at basically the like you know roll out of the harbor and then take a left. Yeah. All right, okay. so you're taking a left, yeah, and then you're going to head sort of up. Starboard, right, or star side. Or... Well, let's call it left. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us are exactly nautical people. We are, no, not at all. But all right? I, just, I don't know. <laughs> so so I'm going to use a very part. technical term of going left and then up. Okay. All right? Left. <laughs> it is northeast, all right? Okay. So the southern tip of Africa, to get to India, you go northeast through the Indian Ocean. Yeah. Which is way friggin' closer than Europe. Okay. Right? Yeah. If you're cut off at Turkey, which they were. So, Portugal. Right, you got to come. Think about where Portugal you. is. You sail all the way around to get that. It's a slingshot. Yes. That's going to change when the British build the Suez Canal, like you know, a couple hundred, few hundred years after this. And that goes through Egypt. Mediterranean through Egypt, plopping yeah. into the Red Sea, and then Plop. you're into the Indian Ocean. Yeah. No yeah. more sailing under Africa. Yeah, that's quite the shortcut. Yes, yes it is. One of the best, biggest shortcuts ever. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Even bigger than a Panama Canal, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on. Okay. All right? So, the Dutch people, some people relocate there and they really like it. Um, and again, the farmland is on point in South Africa. Mm. In fact, the word boar mm-hmm. just means farmer. Really? Or as you call it, a livestocker from our hidden <laughs> episode. I did. I did come up with that moniker. <laughs> um, yeah. So they did. I mean, but like they also stayed for the views, right? Yeah, I think the views. The views were a huge part. of I it. mean, we cannot talk about that. I mean, it's yeah. hard to talk about Cape Town without talking about how stunning it is. I mean, it's just like such dramatic coastline, beautiful beaches, amazing mountains. It's really. It's. You do feel like you're at the end of the earth. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, I just think that like at least fifty percent of people were like, "I could die. Uh, I could die here. Like this. Yeah. This works for me. Like, yeah, for sure." Um, Never yeah. been there myself, but I've seen your pictures. They look mm, incredible. I know. I can't wait for you to go. Um, let's talk very important stuff here. Okay. We need to talk about why, and this is review from actually our lost episode on mm. SoundCloud. All right. Mm. We need to review why the Dutch were able to stay and settle in South Africa. However, the rest of Africa, Europeans could not go into. Do you remember this talk? This is more review. Yes, I do. <laughs> Jeez, you are really just schooling me up. Yeah. Um, I do, because their uh, climate was more similar. It's yes, more temperate. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So you have the Tropic of Cancer in the north. You have the Tropic of Capricorn in the south. Mm-hmm. In South Africa, modern-day South Africa is one of the small, like it's a tiny part of Africa that is not within the tropics. Lisa, mm-hmm. what's life like within the tropics? It's very, very hot and there's a lot more disease. Yes. Yeah. So when it's really hot, all right, you have a lot of thriving diseases. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this little bug that loves living in hot climates. Yeah, mosquitoes, the worst. Yeah, the, the mosquitoes, worst. they're the worsties. All yeah. right. But South Africa mm-hmm. was actually, you know, more similar to Europe mm-hmm. than it was the most of most of Africa. Yes. Climate wise. Absolutely. Because Europe is north of the tropic and South Africa is south of the tropic. Mm-hmm. So it was very easy, at least, you know, relatively to the rest of Africa, for Europeans to settle in South Africa. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's like such beautiful weather, it's crazy. Right. So for about two hundred or so more years, the Boers live in South Africa before the mass imperialization of the rest of Africa by Europeans. Okay? okay. So the Boers are like a people. You know, they're there, they're established culture and, and stuff like that. Okay, and what, I don't know if we're going to be, this is derailing it, but like at this point, what are the relations with like the locals? Not great. Um, it's not terrible, okay? The Dutch basically had to carve out an area, and the Boers are also very pro-slavery. They use a lot of slave labor. And again, that you know, the use of guns makes things a lot easier. Africans didn't have guns; the Dutch did. Okay. 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 So already not looking great. Not looking great, but not terrible. It's not like King Leopold in the Congo. Yeah. It's just like they wanted their farmland, and they took their farmland, and they kidnapped some slaves. It's not like Brazil in terms of slavery, but there's slavery, and then carved out, taken farmland. Okay. All right. Now, the most sort of European thing ever happens. Wars in Europe kick off in the early 1800s. We've did an episode on that. Do you remember which wars occurred in Europe in the early, early 1800s? I don't know. Something to do with Napoleon. There it is. They're called yeah. the Napoleonic Wars. Oh. Huh. I don't think I really cataloged that one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Napoleonic Wars. Yeah. Um, and what's going to happen is the French are going to take over the Netherlands. And because the British were at war with the French, this is so European, I love it. They invaded the Boers in South Africa just because they were technically French now because France took over the Netherlands. Oh my gosh, guys. 
that this is just like at this point this is just a case of the the nothing to do's right yes. i mean like this is just like mm, i'm bored they have too many guns and yeah. on too many ships yeah. is They're essentially like, what that i was. could sit here or i could sail and fight yeah, yeah. let's go fight some farmers yeah. in south africa yeah and then have some wine and relax and right. watch a nice sunset oh, um Sorry. yeah it's pretty funny now the boars basically get annexed by the British because the British might is just too much for a bunch of farmers and what happens is the Boers are going to get pissed because the British say what you will about them very early on were very anti-slavery <laughs> so they banned slavery in South Africa <laughs> Boers get so pissed that they literally start heading north to the tropics Okay. Oh, bad move, though. Yeah. So they're going to cross over the Orange River. It's obviously Dutch-named the Orange River. Trust they me. They love orange. Yeah, the African tribes weren't calling it the Orange <laughs> River before the Dutch got there. Um, but so they moved north. Okay. Mm-hmm. Damn it, I have to throw this fun fact in, Lisa. Okay. I, I might have already told you that. You know that Dutch are obsessed with orange? Yes, I do. It's the royal family's color. Mm-hmm. Carrots growing in the ground are not naturally orange. They're browns, they're whites, they're purples, they're dark blues. And the Dutch cross-pollinated carrots until they created orange carrots, and then they became extremely popular and spread all over the world. I, you have told me that before, but I forgot for a second. Um, and this time, I had a great mental image of like this, like super tall Dutch scientist, like pulling out and be like, "Not yet." <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh my god, that's great. Uh, yeah, it's just but like yeah. the orange carrot is very unnatural. That is yeah. what it, that's what I love about history. Like yeah. like things that are <laughs> are part of our lives today from something so obscure in the past. Right. And it's now we're just like, yeah, obviously carrots are orange because the royal family in, in the Netherlands. Um That's what yeah. we're doing here. Yep, yep, yep. Alright, fun side note, moving on. Now they're going to start crossing the Orange River. They're going to get closer to the tropics. Living is harder. But not only is the climate getting tougher, they're mm-hmm. going to run into, a very adva- run into a very advanced, very intense empire. Do you know what this empire is called in South Africa? Ooh. Uh, um, I feel like it has something related to the language they speak there, but I'm forgetting it what is it's the, called. It is the word. It's slipping, it's slipping my mind. Um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. They're called the Zulus. Yeah, shoot, that was actually what I was going to say, and I was like, no, that's not yeah, it. Yeah, say it, the uh, Zulus. Zulu, yeah. Right? So the Zulu nation was living there. Yes. And for a while, the Boers are going to have to fight with the Zulus, and like, uh, the Dutch shouldn't have stood a chance, but again, it's guns versus spears and wooden shields. Right. Okay, um, so they were able to hold off the Zulus, and for a while there, a short period of time, maybe about 30 years in the mid-1800s, there was three groups of people that were living somewhat peacefully in South Africa. Mm-hmm. It was the British, mm-hmm. the Boers, mm-hmm. and the Zulus. Yeah. Okay? And they all had their carved out little areas. Mm-hmm. Um, they trade? Not really. Okay, uh, so the, it was all just like the Boers, little mini-states. Yeah, they didn't want to deal with Zulus didn't want to deal with white people, and, and white people didn't want to deal with Zulus. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there was some min- mingling between the Brits and, and the Boers. 
Yeah. Okay. But they generally didn't like each other then. Yeah, much. it was just like an odd, like, cute girl and cute cute boy that caught each other's glances, you know? Uh, I don't, but I, <laughs> whatever works in Lisa, <laughs> Lisa mind. That is where my mind goes. There's got to be a couple of nice romances out of this, right? Oh, you mean literal romances. Like yeah, like that's a, the intermingling between Yeah, like a Romeo and Juliet scenario. Where yeah, like exactly. The British girl brings home the boar boy, mm-hmm. and the, you know, the parents are like, Oh, how dare you? Yeah. This but, boar trash. Exactly. But then they're like, oh, whatever, just like, I don't want to fight anymore. Mm-hmm. That just sucks. Right. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, the Boers are really struggling to live with, like, some raids from Zulus and other African tribes. The climate is really tough. So they actually invite the Brits to re-annex them. Okay? <laughs> oh, they're like... It's like it's almost like if like Ireland were to say, "Hey, br- like UK, we want to be part of you again." Yeah, similar wow, concept. That would I can't imagine yeah. that. You're gonna find out, and I don't like to get be too opinionated or too political here, but by the end of the story, you're gonna think, "Wow, the Boers were kind of pieces of shit." Um, okay. So he, they're gonna invite the British to annex them. So yeah. they're gonna take over the two Boerish republics. All right, mm-hmm. and then the British army. Nope, sorry, the British discover something in the Orange River and the surrounding area. It's two main products. Lisa, you have two guesses to guess both things that the British discover. And by the way, this is like mid-1800s. Mid-1800s so, in a river. Yeah, so don't, don't think oil yet. But what are the other two big things in the mid-1800s that it's all over Africa? Natural resources, boo. Oh, um... Shiny shit. Diamonds? Diamonds and? Gold. Gold, right? <laughs> The, the blessings in disguise that... No, mm. the... Sorry. The terrible things in disguise as blessing in Africa, right? Like the beautiful resources they have that really just lead to like horrible shit happening to them. Diamonds and gold. Okay. So you you're looking at me confused. Well, I think I get what you're saying, which is like it's the opposite of a blessing in disguise. Yes, whatever that is. Yeah, it, it's just... Um... What's the opposite of a blessing? A curse in disguise. There it is. <laughs> How long does it oh, take to take work. Team slow, Williams? Slow <laughs> teamwork. All right. So what's going to happen is because that they find those natural resources, the British obviously want more land to start mining that stuff. So they go to war against the Zulus mm. to take the Zulus' land. Now, what happens is extremely tragic. It takes very, very few British people to kill off basically an entire Zulu empire led by a very famous, intense, intelligent man named Shaka Zulu. Okay? Yeah. All it basically takes is a few British people with something called a Gatlin gun. We did learn about Gatlin guns, too. They were like the first form of... um automatic weapons yeah machine guns basically right people man yeah so one dude or actually two because one guy was cranking it and one guy was holding it It was a crank not a trigger Mm -hmm. um you set it up and you fire um you know a hundred rounds a second or whatever the hell it was at a bunch of uh african people that only had wooden shields and some spears and that war quickly ended it's called the anglo zulu war oh more like the Fuck you, assholes, war. Mm. Coming at you. Excuse me at my language. Coming at you, please. You guys should really see how sad Lisa's face is. <laughs> sorry, I, just, I hate <laughs> these parts of the stories. Well, I'm sorry, so, but we got to talk about them, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, um, we're almost to the Boer Wars, Lisa. Okay. Now, 
what the boars are going to do, which is hysterical, okay. is now that the Zulus weren't around anymore, they're like, well, we don't need these Brits anymore again. And they fight the British, who they voluntarily asked to annex them. They fought them in a war to get them back out of their republics so they can start stealing the gold and the diamonds and exporting them. And that is what you call the first Boer War. Okay? The Boers actually win that. They don't have Gatlin guns, but what they do is they have these, like, they still have old school rifles, Mm -hmm. and they get really good at sharpshooting, and the Brits do that same dumbass shit they did in the American Revolution, which is march through the environment in bright red coats. (laughs) And the British are... D- they are so funny. They're so dumb, you know? Just like, they're, just, they're so proper. It's like, way to fight honorable in your bright red suit <laughs> in a so goddamn proper. desert. You know? It's, it's like, hilarious. Yeah, so the, the Boers were able to get rid of the British by just hiding behind rocks. It was, you know, it's technically guerrilla warfare. Right. They hide behind rocks, they shoot the British, a couple British people in the head, aim for their officers, and they run away. Yeah. And the British are going to leave the Dutch area... And that's how the Boers win the First Boer War. Did they consider asking? Because, like, I mean, I feel like if you ask people to come, you can ask them to leave. Lisa, you don't know anything about history if you think the Brits just like, oh, you want us to leave? Yeah, all right, well, cheerio, chap, you know, and then turn around and leave. I'm just saying diplomacy has proven to be, a, you know, a nice tool these, these days. So always nice to think first. Real- you know, let's have a chat. Real global diplomacy. Before we we kill each other. Sure. Stop the murder. Real global diplomacy doesn't happen until after World War II, though, Lisa. We're still pre-World War II. Right, no, I know. Not enough people have been murdered senselessly. Right, yes. You get it. You get it. Now, let's quickly get to the Second Boer War, which is actually what usually what most people, historians, are talking about when they say just generically the Boer War, they're referring to the Second Boer War. Okay. Um, the Brits are going to want to take over all of modern-day South Africa. Um, they're kind of annoyed and embarrassed about the First Boer War, so they basically just do what the Brits do best, which is send a shitload of reinforcements via ship, mm-hmm. and they come in, and then they overwhelm the Dutch kicking them out of there. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say about the Boer War because what's really important about the Boer War mm-hmm. is not the actions and what happened in it, but what it represented. Okay. Do you remember me talking about Gatlin guns? Yes. Okay. Many people, many historians consider the Boer War to be what we call the first industrialized war. Huh. Okay. All right? Yeah. So what highlights industrialization, Lisa? Uh, automation. Automation and mass production. Mm-hmm. Something that the Brits did when they were industrializing is they also mass produced murder in a sense. Ugh. They made weapons extremely, extremely efficient so they could kill a lot of people very quickly. They did it to the Zulus and they did it again to the Boers down in South Africa. Okay? Ugh. Well, you know. If a Brit gives Amer- Americans crap for our gun issues, I'm going to be like, well, you need to look in the mirror because you started this mess. Girl, tell them. <laughs> right? No, I'm with you. 
They did. They, in a lot of ways, they did. They invented the machine gun. They uh. used the machine gun against a whole bunch of people. Some people will argue. Okay, the Boer War happens late. It's like the late 1800s and goes into the 1900s. Yeah. All right? World War I is only 14 years away. Right. All right, now, historians like will say that's the first real industrialized war. Yeah. Right, you're going to see more people die in World War One by far than any other war up to that point. It only lasts for four friggin' years. Yeah. All right, and that is war industrialized, and that's kind of what the Boer War is. It was like a little microcosm of World War One because you're talking about powers and colonies fighting each other in their their homelands and far away. They're using, um, you know, industrialized weapons. There's explosions. There's there's uh, machine guns, rapid fire, that sort of thing, and that's why the Boer War is an important note. It's like this mark of modern warfare and like just total destruction. Kind of terrifying. Really. Well, especially because it's because they went through a war like that, and then they were like. Yeah, like let's uh, let's keep going down that path later on. What do you mean? You mean the like they first didn't learn? Like you know, we we always talk about like World War Two, right? We learned our lesson. Like that was so horrific, but like even that war was pretty horrific. I mean, to go from never having like real automation in war to that, but they, they I'm, I'm saying they couldn't have just learned their lesson from the Boer War and never done fought again. Oh, so I I wasn't really with you there. For yeah, a I know you were looking at me like I was a cuckoo. Well, you were speaking like super idealistically. Like, how did we just not learn from the Boer War and then never have a war I'm again? I'm just saying <laughs> it takes a whole heck of a lot to make a change these days. Or back though in those days. Yeah. Well, these days, too. People are stubborn. Right. Yeah. No I'm more sure. No more war. <laughs> no more. This is a non-political podcast. I know. I was saying, it? I realized that. And then I was like, I don't mean to be political. I just mean to not have people die. Right. I think we can all say that war gets a little violent and shitty. As we always say in this podcast, as General Sherman said in the Civil War, war is hell. War is hell. Right. Um, But now we're done with the Boer War. Do you have any questions about the Boer War? Um, (laughs) Did it look as funny as I imagine it? Like, I'm literally imagining, like, a, like, a, like, frou-frou... British guy like galloping around and then just like kind of like a like a massive farm boy with like a pitchfork just like chasing him and there's a lot of screaming. Well, I can say <laughs> I can say that that was uh <laughs> you know, pretty accurate, but you asked me did it look as funny and I I don't know, I wasn't there. Okay, there wasn't a lot of images. No. You didn't have a lot of journalists down there. <laughs> no, not so much. This wasn't like the Vietnam War just yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Um, but I'm sure there was a lot of proper British men gallivanting about South Africa, <laughs> getting shot in the face. Oh. By a vor trucker. Oh, jeez. That's what the ones were called that moved north. They were called vor truckers. Yeah, their names are crazy. Vor truckers. Sounds right. like a nice language, Dutch people. <laughs> Right. Also, Netherlands are called the Dutch. I mean, come on. Oh my God, we're gonna have to do an episode on that. You mean oh why? Because they're so unrelated. Yeah, the it's just like the sound of it. It's like it's by far the most confusing. Uh, what are they called? Etymologies. But like, is that their fault or is that like English's fault? Because like, I mean, it might Ooh. not be like that. I don't mm-hmm. think it's like that in a lot of other languages. I know that it's in America. You know the Pennsylvania Dutch. Mm-hmm. They're not Dutch. They're Deutsch. 
Yeah. They're they're from German roots. That's why Dwight in the office yeah. speaks German and not Dutch, even though he's part of the Pennsylvania. Yeah, they did their research on him. Yeah. You have to really make that a well-rounded character. <laughs> right. You have to know <laughs> inaccuracies or it would all fall apart. <laughs> I, I wonder if the Dutch was just like they got him confused with the Deutsch. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all right there. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Someone that was writing Merriam-Webster is like, oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Lisa. Um, that is the story. That's how we got here. I think you can see how um, a little bit of like, you know, where all the, the sort of culture in South Africa comes from, mm-hmm. right? All the crazy languages, the Afrikaners, because yes. the Boers, yes. they were called Afrikaners as well, mm-hmm. which is, you know, one of the main languages in South Africa still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, no, absolutely. That was really interesting. I mean, I think there's so much more to go over in South African history that oh, leads absolutely. us up to this point. Um, we studied a bit of it in my, um, my master's in conflict resolution. We looked a lot at kind of um, the, the apartheid struggle. Um, there's, there's just so much that's gone on there and the city is such an incredible place. I cannot speak more highly of Cape Town. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm journalizing the entire country in Cape Town, um, <laughs> uh, cause it's the only place I've been. So my apologies. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really an incredible place, but a lot of problems, a lot of issues with poverty and, um, inequality. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so maybe later on we can do later into their history. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can't just do There's one app. There's a lot ep- to take away. Yeah. You can't do one app on South Yeah, Africa. and Nelson Mandela and all that Oh, stuff. Mandela's the man. Yeah. Gotta talk Mandela. Mm-hmm. All right, Lisa, do you have any fun things you want to talk about? Anything you're excited about? Anything pop culture that you need to speak on? Oh, I haven't in kind of like an embarrassing Kardashian vortex lately. We are not talking Kardashians on We don't have to. I was just being honest. Just want to be honest with our listeners. No, right we now. no. There is something funny. We that... will never talk about the Kardashians <laughs> on this podcast ever. <laughs> I'm not defending it, but can I talk about the Kanye one? Oh, Jesus, because it's Kanye. He was a musical genius. Yeah. I will allow it. No, that was the only thing I was going to share. I thought it was like a nice overlap because you love Kanye. Is that he did an interview on the on the most recent episode, uh, explaining why he thought he should be on the show. And making some very, you know, loose parallels to the movie The Incredibles because of the mom also having a large behind and them also doing interview confessionals and that he wants his family to fly like The Incredibles. And I just thought that was pretty great. Well, like everything Kanye does, that does sound pretty great. (laughs) And he is quite incredible. You are really, yeah, you're really backing him. You know, he's had a couple... Kind of uh, controversial years, I'll say. Yeah, well, his last couple albums have been pretty terrible, but... I like parts of them. Parts of them have been decent, but he also has such a long leash after some of the albums he has. It's true. College Dropout, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Jesus. <laughs> no, those, those three albums are They're fantastic. like 10 out of 10. They are. They're like they incredible are. albums. Yeah, no, no, you like listen to that like and like multiple times throughout, you're like... This is, like, impossibly good. Like, how did he do this? But this isn't very topical. But this Mm -hmm. is a history podcast, though. So I guess it doesn't have to be topical. Okay. Well, it is whatever it is, (laughs) because this is all we got. (laughs) We're getting pretty long-winded here, Lisa. We are. We are. We should We should sign out. Um, Thanks for listening to us again, y'all. Check us out on SoundCloud. Hit an episode if you feel like it. Uh, My name is Steve, and I was a history teacher. And my name is Lisa, and I married him. Got my melody, it's on the echo. We're too rude
show and it's dedicated to the people. We know we're one kind of witness. Now, Molly's a little nation. It's a time at the time.